0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Everybody who remembers the song Louie Louie is a member of the Louie Louie generation. Now. A few years have gone by since Louie Louie was a big hit, so it's no surprise that some Louie Louie ladies are now having a problem with hot flashes and cold flashes. Well, my lady Wonder Wench is a Louie Louie lady too, but she's always got to be a little different. She's having flashes too, but they're beauty flashes and they are giving me whiplash. Lady Wonder Wench has always been a dangerously beautiful babe, well at least since I've known her anyway, which is a lot of years now. But for some reason in the last few months, every once in a while, three or four times a week maybe, she will walk into the room or she turns around and she smiles. And for just a flash, she is a total dazzle. Then just last night we were lying in bed and talking about the things that happened over the course of the day. And she turned over toward me and all of a sudden, she opened those beautiful blues and I, I got to tell you, this is taking a toll on me, both mentally and physically. All right, I, I can hear you guys saying, oh, you poor guy. Well, listen, of course it's wonderful and I love it. But she could have given me some warning, you know? I could have gone to some kind of spring training to get ready for this. I mean, I do push-ups and I ride my bike, you know, stuff like that. But it has been some time since I have had any six-pack of abs going for me. I mean, things are not as easy as they were when I was wearing my Coney Island Lifeguard body, hunk hood at its best. Now, just clipping my toenails, that's a good example, it used to be a simple job. Now, each toe is at least a three-breath affair. Big toe takes about five, because you got to bend over all the way, like in half. I only started noticing how tough it is to clip toenails about a year or so ago. My high school swimming coach, guy name of Mr. Doolin, used to say give me 10 laps. Now he could say, go clip your toenails and don't stop till you clip both big toes. <laughs> I still have my Speedo from those days. Wonder Wench doesn't like me wearing it anymore though. That's probably just because she thinks it's too much of a temptation for the girls, I understand. Now, to be honest, toenail clipping has become so hard that I wouldn't be surprised if priests started assigning it as a penance to Louis Louis generation guys. You know, you did what? How often? Oh my God! Say three rows. Reason, clip your toenails, and send the clippings to me at the rectory because I want to be sure you did the big ones too. And some of you younger guys probably listening to this saying, "Ha ha, toenail clipping is not a problem for me." Well, ha ha yourself. Your turn is coming. And in fact, here's a little bit of a a quiz to see if it's coming this week or next week. Quick, what's your phone number? No, no, not your home number, I mean your cell phone number. Tick tock, tick tock. See what I mean? All right, try this. How long does it take you to find your car in the parking lot after a major league ball game? See what I mean? Here's another one. How many of your friends this past week have said, you're looking good today? I guarantee you, you will be having trouble with clipping your toenails within a week of the first time that happens. Besides, I've often wondered, you know, you look good compared to what? You know, people in intensive care? Guys who've just lost a TV smackdown fight? What? Okay, I have admitted that regardless of the fact that I am a Louis Louis generation guy, I am also a little maturity challenged. When Wonder Wench shows up looking the way she has been looking, that, that little guy who lives up in the back of my head, you know, the, the little guy who's supposed to hang on to the reins that control my eyebrows and my fingers and my Viagra parts, that little guy, you know, he just freaks. You know, he drops the reins. He runs up to my eyes to get a better look. And I really can't blame him. But as I have tried to explain to Wonder I'm not responsible for what happens when I have absolutely no adult supervision. Lady Wonder sometimes walks in, and you know she'll say, "Hey, you've been sitting there too much. Why don't you just get up and do something?" So I'll say, "Okay, well, let's go to bed and have sex." And you know, she'll just say, "Just sit there." And every once in a while, she will do one of those beauty flash things anyway. And sometimes I get lucky. Furthermore, I have found that like most Louie Louis ladies, Wonder Wench awards double points for cuddling. So I have become an expert cuddler, especially in the tuck position, you'd be proud Dix Dick's Details, some fascinating but totally unimportant things that you can stuff in your left ear, so you can push out the important things that are keeping you awake right at your right ear and you can go nodding off to sleep. One of the first sex therapists was a woman psychologist by the name of Karen Horny. Am I making this up? Karen Horny, H-O-R-N-E-Y. And in a desperate and, I think, somewhat successful effort to make matters worse, she always insisted on pronouncing it Horny, Miss Horny. Okay, you probably know that Satchel Paige was a great baseball pitcher but he was also a very wise man. And he said something that all of us Louis Louis generation people should remember. He said, never look back. They might be gaining on you. According to the guy who wrote both The Lone Ranger and The Green Hornet comic books, The Green Hornet was the grandnephew of The Lone Ranger. The Hornet's name was Britt Reed, and the Ranger's name was John Reed. I always thought the Lone Ranger's battle cry was a little strange. It was okay on television because they said, hi-ho, Silver, you know. But in print, it looked a little weird. You know, it says, hi-ho, Silver. Anyway, Dick's Details, they take your mind off your mind. housekeeping here if you don't mind if you like these podcasts or my book staying happy healthy and hot which is available at amazon.com shameless plug or my spoken word story cds at DickSummer.com. if you like any of those would you please do me a favor and tell a couple of friends because uh, they might like them too and of course you'll be doing me a favor thank you very much <laughs> There is a story in the Bedtime Story's personal audio CD called Mr. Smalltalk, and it might help you to understand it a little bit better if you know something from real life. So here is something from real life. My Lady Wonder Wench is a very accomplished horseback rider, and I am a pilot with a lot of hours in the left front seat of a little airplane. Uh, Think about that as you listen to the story called Mr. Smalltalk. married Mr. Smalltalk, a nice hard-working guy who sprays his car with air freshener and hangs his trousers up carefully before he makes love. His conversations are full of "how's the weather?" and sports scores, kind of stuff that mostly fills empty spaces with sounds. He even asked you to marry him in Smalltalk. He said, "We could get married if you like." You were in your late 20s and very tired of the dating game. and You couldn't think of any particular reason to say no, so you said yes. Predictably, your marriage is like most of your conversations. Small talk casual. It's not bad, just sort of distant. and That's okay because you like your space and he's even got some money. You're a bright woman. You run your own business and you ride your quarter horse in shows. You love the challenge of both. You set your own schedule, so you take time each day for a ride. The exercise feels good, and so does the teamwork that you and your horse are teaching each other. After your ride, you usually stop at a neighborhood diner for lunch and a few laughs with the other regulars. One of them is a flight instructor at the small airport down the road. You first noticed him because he was obviously trying not to notice you. He didn't stare. He just couldn't seem to stop his eyes from flicking your way. It surprised you because your everyday riding outfit is a pair of worn, stretchy jeans and an old long-sleeved blue turtleneck sweater under a plaid flannel shirt with a green down vest. You get muddy and sweaty when you ride, and your hair gets scrunched down inside your helmet. It's not exactly sexy. His opening line was, hi, this place is pretty crowded today. Do you mind if I share your table? He's a very ordinary-looking guy. Average height, worn brown leather jacket, couple of grey streaks and curly brown hair, Ray-Ban sunglasses, t-shirt, jeans and scuffy sneakers. He said, I noticed that you dressed for horseback riding. I had a horse. Most people don't understand how delicate they are for such big, powerful creatures. He spoke quietly and easily about how often horses die from things like a broken heart. He had the kind of deep, gravelly voice that would make you feel safe and comfortable if it were coming out of the PA system in an airliner in bad weather. You began to look forward to your lunchtime conversations. He had the kind of sense of humor that covers a deep, lonely streak, like a wound that is healed but still hurts. He's shy. He only talks about things that are important to him. Small talk is simply not his style. When he talks about the weather, it's with a pilot's respect for the life and death power of nature. But he certainly has a small life. His airplane, his collection of jazz CDs, and now his lunchtime meetings with you. He sees things that are too small for most people to notice. The way sunlight catches bits of dust in the air. The way your eyes change color when you laugh. The secrets the other diners are giving away with small changes in their body language. He's a widower. He's a little down in his luck. Flight instructors don't make very much money. Until last year, he was a co-pilot with an airline that didn't make it. His job crashed the day after his wife was killed in a traffic accident. Then one day he said, I might come out to watch you ride sometime after lunch. And today he did it. Nobody ever came out to watch you ride, even when you went to shows. He just stood outside the barn with his arms folded and When he caught your eye, he smiled, and you were so surprised, you got off your horse, you ran over to him, and you wrapped both your arms around one of his, and you leaned your head against his shoulder. There was a trace of engine smell in the soft brown leather of his jacket, and more than a trace of surprise in his eyes. His arms automatically made a ring around your shoulders. Without thinking... You laid your cheek against his chest and you slipped your hand under his jacket and shirt and you were rubbing slowly up and down his back. He took a quick deep breath that sounded like an old wound breaking open. And then without a word, he loosened his arms so you could step back if that's what you wanted to do. But you didn't, because you couldn't move. The message in his eyes was steady and clear. If you stay where you are, Please, don't ever expect me to be just your friend. No confusion. No protection. No words. You knew you needed to speak. You needed to say no, but you couldn't. There was only the rustle of your breathing and his quiet heartbeat. And then a deep, powerful male sound came up from somewhere unprotected inside him, It wasn't a word, it was just a sound, but it filled all the space between you with a quick, soft shock. And you were suddenly safe, but warm and dangerously naked in his arms. The time for small talk in your life may be past. It's Mr. Small Talk. It's from the personal audio CD called Bedtime Stories. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go to DickSummer.com and download it from CD Baby. Whatever works for you. Well, what have we learned? If you go to confession and the priest tells you to clip your toenails, you know you have been a very naughty person. And you also know he is a Louie Louie guy who listens to this podcast. If anybody accuses you of being horny, tell them it's horny, if you please. And I am well aware that time flies. But I'm a pilot, so I fly too. Come on, fasten your seatbelts and come on along. Okay. Good night.